millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Sportsbook Review betting preview of the Baku Formula One Grand Prix. Hi, I'm Richard Spannersready, the host of Missed Apex Podcast. I'm joined by my regular co-host and host of e-radio show, Matt Tirumpets. How's it going, Matt? Uh, it's going great. How about yourself, Spanners? I am stuffed full of Chinese takeaway. Me and my wife were celebrating our anniversary from two years ago that I forgot I didn't get in trouble because she forgot as well. Either we're so tight we no longer need wedding anniversaries or we are doomed for disaster. But don't worry about that, listeners of sportsbookreview.com. We are here to give you a preview of the Baku Formula One Grand Prix taking place this Sunday. Let's see if we can help you lay down your cash on some smart bets this weekend. Let's make betters better. Matt and I host a regular live stream and podcast on Sundays after the race at 8pm UK time on the Missed Apex podcast YouTube channel. So Matt, Canada saw the return of Lewis Hamilton to the front end of the grid and as so often in Canada, he was dominant. Qualifying as a whole was stunning and in the race... He left his teammate nowhere. Yes, along with pretty much everybody else that was theoretically racing him. Yeah, his qualifying lap was one of the two or three best I think I've ever seen from him. It shattered what I expected him to be able to do in the third qualifying session and just demonstrates that when he's on his game and he has a car he likes, and especially when he's at a circuit he likes, he can do things that uh, nobody else can. I mean, the whole qualifying battle was absolutely fantastic as well. And he was massively flattered in the same way as in soccer, when the goalkeeper just misses the ball in a huge diving leap. The goal always looks better. Here he had Sebastian Vettel, who looked to have closed right in on him with an equally spectacular lap. And then he made it seem not even close. He absolutely smashed away from not only his own teammate, but also Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, he did. And and it was a... It was both an amazing thing, but also, you know, for those who like the close, close, close racing, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't let Mercedes get away again. Let's make it interesting. 
Well, they got away again in qualifying, but as we know, Ferrari often don't show their race pace on a Saturday, so we all thought that Vettel would, you know, come good, and we were robbed a little bit of a fight at the front by Sebastian Vettel having his nose cut off, literally, as far as a racing car nose goes, by the young Max Verstappen. Yeah, I think my favourite was Red Bull. It takes away your wings. Well, yeah, it takes away the Ferrari wings. And it's quite interesting because young Max Verstappen is rumoured to be vying for a Ferrari drive in 2018, and the two may well end up being teammates. Yeah, so I guess if you're into the more esoteric betting, that could be an interesting thing to watch because the rumour is that if either of the Red Bull drivers finishes outside of the top five in the Drivers' Championship, they might have freedom to say goodbye to their contract. Now, I can't confirm this, but you know, we did see that happen with Sebastian Vettel a couple of years ago, didn't we? Well, that's what rumour has it. And the fascinating thing about that is, yes, I've heard the same rumour, that both Red Bull drivers have clauses that say if they finish below fifth, they're free to get out their contract and go to other teams. Now, the Bo- the Red Bull car is likely to be the third best car all season. So you could get into a fantastic position where neither of the Red Bull drivers wants that fifth place and are having mysterious offs and breakdowns in the back end of the season. Could be hilarious to watch and play a big impact in betting. Yeah, it, it, it really could because we could wind up with Red Bull underperforming slightly because it would be the advantage of one of their or their other drivers. Or uh, alternatively, um, uh, it, it could be a thing where they're seeking to maintain a position because a uh, seat at Ferrari or Mercedes is not something that's easy to get, even if you're a good driver. We've got some activity in the chat room. Baja saying, Seb got trounced by Ricciardo. He wasn't sandbagging. And Darren Johnson says, how much confidence can we put in Spanner's predictions? Trumpet is 26th in the Fantasy League we have. And Spanner's, that's me, is only 103rd. Yeah, now that's true. Now, actually, that relates to something I wanted to talk about was since we started laying out these bets for the guys at Sportsbook Review, we've really had to focus and think about it. Now, I'm the kind of person who likes to fill up his betting account. And if my wife's listening, let's say with $10, for example, note the air quotes, uh, no one tell Mrs. Spanners. But, you know, that will whittle down over time. And for me, you know, with my gambling, I like to spread it over a few bets. And I like to think of it as I'm kind of paying for the enjoyment of having a gamble. But since we've actually had to think about things here at SBR.com, I have actually done so well in my betting accounts. I checked in on it today and I've tripled up since we started doing these shows. Ah, well done. Good yeah. for you. I'm still doing, you. still doing rubbish in the fantasy league, however. Uh, so aside from the title contenders, in fact, we should talk about Bottas to start with. So, I mean, Hamilton was dominant in the race. His main championship contender was taken out pretty early on. Although Vettel did, it has to be said, have a great race trying to come through the field. Uh, and I think he got just about everyone except the front two. But his teammate Bottas, Hamilton's teammate Bottas, was left for dirt left nowhere near the pace of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, and this goes back to those uh, round, bulky objects that sit at the ends of the cars, the tires. And Mercedes has had more issues getting the tires to behave. Um, It looks like now, uh, oddly, that warmer temperatures suddenly seem to be favoring them slightly because it did get rather hot in Montreal. On the other hand, in Monaco... Uh, not so much. And I think we know now, uh, we, we've seen a statement from the team about the wheelbase. A lot of speculation has been around that the longer wheelbase has made their setup more pointy and difficult to achieve. 
but really uh, they're saying it's almost entirely the setup. The wheelbase really doesn't play a large part of it. So if Mercedes is on its setup, they seem confident they have the fastest car over all of the races in the championship. But there may be the odd track or two that doesn't suit them. And certainly Monaco would be an excellent example of that. Or in the previous year, Singapore, we saw similar issues where they just their data and the track did not match and they were chasing setup all weekend long and struggled as a result. And don't worry, uh, guys, we will let you know when those tracks are coming up. Uh, We'll talk about Baku in a second, which is the track that we are going to next. Also, we will go through some specific bets for you to consider for this weekend. Uh, But first, Matt, the emerging battle that came through in the last Grand Prix was the Force India boys. Now, Force India has the stalwart of Sergio Perez, who's been there for many years, brings a lot of money with him, is fast, but he's had a real challenge from his young French teammate, Esteban Ocon. Yes, he has. And anybody who knows me knows that Ocon is one of my favorite young drivers. We do love him. And he got, well, I don't know, can we say shafted? I guess we'll say kind of shafted by both his teammate and his team in the last race. He had the pace. He had the fresh tires. And uh, Perez invoked a filibuster of privilege in order to stay ahead of him. And Force India themselves actually missed a big strategic beat by not covering the Ferrari switch to the ultra soft tires. Had they done that, they could really properly have been going for a podium. Well, I'll say that Sergio Perez is no one's teammate. Sergio Perez wants to beat young Ocon. He sees himself as the number one driver in that team, even if Force India haven't declared it. And he's paid a lot of money to be there. Uh, You're right. He did filibuster. The team were like, hey, um, Sergio, you know... If you were to let Esteban pass, he might have a go at Ricciardo. And if he can't, you know, he'll give you that place back. And Sergio was just asking question after question. Well, you know, my tyres are fine. I'm also having a go at Ricciardo. And then he started like saying his sentences super slowly until it ran out of time. Ocon tried to get past. Sergio shut the door. Um, Even if Ocon was fast, he didn't have the delta to get past. But it certainly sets up an interesting into team rivalry, the bookies are still saying that Sergio Perez is the favorite at the moment. Yeah, and you have to think so. And the fact that Force India, and especially Perez, was out with what we'd be considered to be like puff pieces in the media, saying, oh, it wasn't a big deal. The fact that my tires were 13 laps older didn't matter because Canada has low degradation. But you could see a difference in their delta in terms of their speed. And so it may be that Force India figures they will solve this problem by making sure they don't come close together on strategy again. But that said, if they do, Force India apparently does not have a plan for telling one driver to get out of the way of the other one. So we could definitely, I think the second time around, we could expect some tears. So this is significant for betting because the Force Indias certainly have a car that is capable of putting both cars in the top 10, which is a great gambling zone for Formula One races, and as well into the top six. And I think the reason Formula One offers odds in the top six is because traditionally points were only awarded for the top six. Indeed. And for again, for those looking for long-term value bets, you might have to start thinking about Force India ahead of Red Bull. I don't know what the odds are on that right now. But if they continue to finish two cars like they did in Canada, those odds are going to definitely narrow. So get your money down while you can. We're going to get to that as we discuss podium odds and 
odds for top six finishes. Uh, lastly, before we get to Baku, Lance Stroll, who we predicted last week may well score points, did in fact deliver a slice of luck, perhaps, Matt. He took it very, very gently. It was clear he had a top 10 car, but boy, did he avoid any battles. You might not say the kid is fast, but he had the head on him to just take it gently, gently and ease that car into the points. Yeah, he did. And I know a lot of people will bang on Stroll. And unlike, say, Verstappen, he, I don't think he was really ready for the opportunity that's been handed to him. I mean, you can just see the progression. But that said, he did demonstrate, and this is the first time we've seen him do it, an awareness and just a concrete thinking about how do I not mess this up, which we're halfway there. Because once you get there, then you have to forget all that and actually start passing cars again. That said, he's got a fast car. And if he can manage to qualify decently, which is the one thing he really has struggled with, then, yeah, you could see two solid points scoring Williams finally. Well, it speaks well of his temperament. How many F1 talents have we seen go by the wayside because they were fast, but too hot-headed to keep it on the track or away from clashing with other cars. Okay, let's look at Baku specifically, because it's a little bit different, this track. It has the longest straight in Formula One, if I'm not wrong. I think it's something like 1.2 kilometers long. And last season, it broke the Formula One top speed in the Williams, because traditionally the Williams seems to run with no downforce whatsoever. But it's got a very, very fast straight, separated only by one short kink near the beginning of it. And then it's got a series of 90-degree street circuit-type turns, and then a very, very tight Monaco-type section through and past a castle. Yes, which pretty much spells safety car to me. Yes, it does. In fact, the odds of a safety car are 1 to 4 there will be a safety car. That might be a mortgage-paying bet right there. Indeed, it might be. No, the power thing is interesting. I know um, the section uh, turn two, I think between turn two, uh, I'm seeing the drivers thinking they might actually be doing that flat now because they have so much extra downforce, especially in, in the curvy bits. And turns like that are going to favor the Mercedes if they're not having tire issues. I will just say... That is very much so you can look to the Force Indias, you can look to the Williams, and you can look to the Mercedes to do well. Now, Williams is bringing a new front wing uh, with, with what looks like a reduced cascade element near the nose. And it might be a little bit slipperier. I'm not quite sure what they were going for there. I just saw a picture of it on Twitter briefly. So we, we might see there's some new stuff happening with Williams. And we do know that that they had have Patty Lowe, who was previously at Mercedes, telling them what Mercedes has been doing the last couple of years. So you might start to see them getting, at least with Massa, better and better results again, particularly these types of tracks. Okay, so for the people who don't follow Formula One regularly and just catching us for the betting, the TLDR of that is that Williams may favour a slightly more aerodynamic and straight line speed approach uh, to give them an advantage uh, down the main straight. Now, why that gives them an advantage in the straight is that if you've got two equal cars, one that's good round the wiggly bits and one that's good down the straight bits, the car that's good down the straight bits will be much, much harder to overtake. So if you have a Force, uh, a Force India or a Williams with a Mercedes power engine, they will be able to fend off a potentially a faster Red Bull or Renault 
that's coming up behind them. Not that Renault's particularly fast. Now, Lewis Hamilton, uh, obviously a big favourite at the moment. He is, in fact, the same odds as Sebastian Vettel to win the Formula One World Championship. Uh, He is in his zenith at the moment. And if you put Monaco aside, which is a bit of a freak track, you would say that he very much has the momentum. But this wasn't a good track for him last year, and he kept out breaking himself. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And eventually took out his suspension around the castle section. Yeah, and that was that was in qualifying, and that limited what he was going to be able to do in the race. And I did, I have mentioned, and I do believe this may not be the type of track that he really loves to drive. So it could be a bit of a challenge for him. It, it, I think the turns are a little bit more technical than he normally enjoys. The cars are also wider, and you cannot overlook. It's not doesn't seem like much to us mortal human beings, but if you're a Formula One racer and you've used you are used to the car being the width it is, and then you suddenly make it just enough wider and put the cars on a narrow circuit, well, all I have to say is uh, Jensen Button, Pascal Verline. These things can happen from time to time. That's very cool. Let's get to some specific bets then for the race win. Lewis Hamilton is five to six, and I think in his form on this track, that's quite a good bet. But if you want to go with the Ferrari man of Sebastian Vettel, he is seven to four to take that win. Kimi Raikkonen, his teammate in the same car, is 12 to one. That speaks volumes for how off form Kimi Raikkonen has been this season. Yeah, it does. Uh, on the other hand, if you are of a gambling disposition, you could also look at his performance in Monaco and go, hmm, street circuit? I don't know. I don't know. It could be It could be an interesting, interesting taste. But if you're going to ask me, I'd say if you want something with better odds than Lewis, I would, I would go for Botas because he has demonstrated he's closed the gap to Lewis. And if they get his car set up properly— it, it will be very tight. 
All right, I'm going to disagree with you on two points there. You can decide who's got the more trustworthy face, guys. Old man trumpets or this oil painting here that calls itself Spanners Ready. But Sebastian Vettel, uh, yeah, he has got a great chance to win, of course. Definitely second favourite. Valtteri Bottas, I would do an each-way bet. Uh, So, for example, I'm looking at bet 365 here. I think Paddy Power have very similar odds. If you do a third of the bets at 5-1 to for him to finish first or second... That, I think, returns something like, oh, my math is failing me here, but five to three. So you get five to three on him getting a top two result each way. I don't think Kimi Raikkonen is worth a bet at all, guys. I'm going to disagree with Matt Trumpets because he was a class driver. He has been one of the class drivers of the field in Formula One over the last decade or so. But he is a fading star. And unfortunately, when these little, uh, well, I'll call them blips now, in his good form, appear people get very very excited but he reverts to the mean very very quickly guys Kimi Raikkonen is not a good bet this season he he is a a chances bet well that's what I was going for longer odds fair enough let's have a look at the fastest qualifier now this is out and out pace to be the fastest over one lap at the end of Q3 Uh, Baha in our chat room is saying considering Lewis Hamilton was fastest in FP1 so the practice sessions two and three it was a rare mistake that cost him pole because he was four tenths up before hitting the wall. And that's true, but all through the early qualifying, because there's three phases of qualifying, Q1, Q2, Q3, in which people get progressively knocked out. He was outbreaking himself and he wasn't setting good lap times throughout qualifying. And he had two bites at the cherry in qualifying. The first lap, he didn't set a banker to put him high up the grid. And then he eventually hit the wall. So... I'd be a little bit nervous, even though Lewis Hamilton is the favourite at four to six. I would not say he's a great bet for pole, certainly not a value bet. Uh, Is anyone taking your fancy here? We know Valtteri Bottas is fast and he's four to one. That to me seems very overpriced. Well, I don't know. Four to one, um, unless you do your odds differently than we do. It means that you get $4 back for every $1 you bet, considering yeah. he's in what might be the fastest car. I would take a look at my FP2 times or even my FP3 times and then and then, and then then spend my money accordingly. If he's quickest or if he's, as they like to say, there or thereabouts, he could be worth a little bit of uh, hedging money, even at those odds. Uh, Lauren's Rollograph in the chat room is saying that Lewis has had his sighter basically last season and he's going to smash Baku now. That's fair enough, but the odds still don't make that a value bet. Bottas at four to one, although I don't believe he will get pole, is the value bet. Let's uh, let's move on here. What else did I identify? A podium finish. And this is where we want to talk about our superstars at Force India. At the moment, they are the fourth best team trying to be the third best team. So when you figure that there are two drivers in each team, that puts them either fifth and sixth or seventh and eighth. So it only takes, you know, a Mercedes and a Ferrari to take each other out. And then you've got a fight between drivers, because Kimi Raikkonen is going to be nowhere. You've got a fight between the four Red Bull, uh, the four drivers from Red Bull and Force India fighting for that last podium. And to be honest, on this this circuit where it's going to be hard to overtake a Force India, you know the the sorry, what's going? Yeah, going to be hard to overtake a Force India. The Force India boys do have a chance. So you're going to pick between the lower odds of Sergio Perez at nine to one, and he is the old hand. He's proven at getting podiums. Or this young buck, Esteban Ocon, who has rattled Sergio Perez at 16 to 1 to pick up a podium. Ooh, 16 to 1 to pick up a podium. That's that's going to re- that's gonna be nice if it comes in 
I don't know that it will, but I will say about Red Bull, and again, this goes back to my interest in the Force India World Constructors Championship placing. We haven't seen both Red Bulls finishing all the time, have we? No, we certainly haven't. Uh, That Renault power unit and electronic recovery system has let them down a fair bit over the last few years. So if either of their drivers encounters issues and both of their drivers encountered issues in Canada... Uh, it, that's, those are both some good people to look at. If you're, if you favor, if you favor safety and caution, Perez is a good one. And if you feel like, you know, it's worth it to lose when you win at odds those big, then definitely I would, I would lay, I would lay a little money on Ocon as well. I've got to warn you guys, Matt Trumpets has a bit of bias towards young Esteban Ocon. I'll urge you to put your money with the now veteran Sergio Perez. So let's talk about a points finish as well. Um, who we haven't talked about is Renault so far. Now, Renault is an interesting proposition because they have a car that is capable of top 10 finishes and top six finishes. But Matt, only one of the cars is really showing that potential now. Yeah, and it's just demonstrating how good a driver Hulkenberg is. I think he's putting that car almost in places it doesn't quite belong yet, especially if you look at the power output vis-a-vis uh, Red Bull finishes. And yet he's always in there with the midfield, mixing it up. Still, I don't know. It's a power track and it's a Renault power unit. You might have to either identify Magnussen or Grosjean as being more likely to get up there just because they have the power to do so. Ugh, there's just so many variables to consider. So if we're talking about a points finish, then yes, with the Ferrari lump in the back, the two Haas drivers, Kevin Magnussen at 11 to 10 and Roman Grosjean at even money are nice bets to put on for a points finish. And they're two nice drivers as well that you will enjoy cheering onto the finish line. So um, for a points finish, Nico Hulkenberg in the Renault, four to six. So the book is very much favoring Nico Hulkenberg to score points, but very, very telling that to score points in the other car with the Brit Julian Palmer, the odds are a an astonishing six to one. What a difference. One driver, four to six to score points and the other six to one. Now, Jolian might come good at some point. Really, there's no reason. I mean, if they swapped cars, if they got in each other's cars, it's still Nico Hulkenberg's car that's going to score points. Uh, But, you know, he's got the machinery to get a points finish and his job is on the line. He does. And anytime you see a driver going, I don't know where to find time, you know that the time that they have is going to be very, very limited, especially so since we saw uh, a certain driver, Robert Kubisa, Back in the Renault, along with the youngster Sergei Sirotkin. So the pressure is on, his job is at stake, which can either bring your performance up or ensure that you put it in the wall once and for all. Okay, so let's do a quick plug, guys, since we've got your attention. RJ Bone in our chat room is saying, What? What is the schedule for this show? It's coming live sporadically. Well, I tell you what, we are always. Uh, aiming for 8 p.m. Sunday UK time for our race reviews. That changes for bank holidays and for late races, of course. Uh, but all our regular new shows, tech time, we always go for 8 p.m. Sunday. Uh, we're on British summertime, so that's BST, which is GMT. 
T plus one, but I do get confused with that kind of thing. Uh, we have Joe Sayward when he comes on to do Inside F1 to give you paddock talk. That's generally going to be Tuesdays at 7 p.m., uh, if at all, but that's not going to be every week. And we're doing our previews before the race at the moment on Thursdays at 9.30 UK time for Sportsbook Review. Did I cover it all right. there, Matt? I think you did. So I, I think there's a couple of more things we want to mention. One is we know that Ferrari is supposedly coming with an upgraded power unit to Baku, which might be worth knowing about. And that's a fact. That could, that could put them even closer. We know that Honda is coming with an upgraded power unit one to be tested in tomorrow's practice however i think there are engine penalties in the offing so if anyone gives you odds on mclaren and the points it seemed i would bet on them right now starting from the back of the grid with some brand new bits and bobs in their engine sorry did i mishear you you said you want mclaren in the points well, we, we've seen them. We've seen them running in the points very close to the end of the race oh, before. Right, but have... this week, I think they're starting from the very, very back of the grid because of their engine penalty. Okay. Well, Stoffel Van Dorn is starting from the back of the grid most likely, and he is fourteen to one to score points and finish in the top ten. You have to finish in the top ten to score points. Fernando Alonso is seven to two. So yeah, wow. If you fancy a flutter. That's a gamble. That's not where my money's going to go. In, but McLaren do feature in my next set of bets, which is to be classified or not classified. And generally to be classified, you have to get oh, to about 96% race distance. Uh, something like that, is it, Matt? Uh, I, I think it's 80 or it might be 70 or 80%. But yeah, there's a percentage you have to make. Yeah. And you are considered classified, even if you don't make the actual checkered flag. It's very close to the end, in my opinion. Fernando Alonso is even money to not be classified. And I think that's a smashing bet because what we've found over the last couple of seasons is when that Honda power unit makes means that he has to go backwards and backwards through the grid. As soon as he gets to 11th, i.e. a non-point scoring position, and it doesn't look like he's going to make it up, the car develops mysterious uh, engine failures or car failures and he has to pack it in and pull over and i've made quite a bit of cash from betting on fernando alonso to not be classified especially a power circuits uh, also not to be classified felipe massa who got picked out of the bunch by a spiraling carlos signs in canada on lap one seven to two if you want to bet him him not to be classified as well you know he's kind of old and forgetful he might well fall asleep at the wheel with a tartan blanket uh what have we got here lewis hamilton then to be the leader at the end of any lap is one to six that's not good value is it however for him to get the fastest qualification time fastest lap in the what race and the race win is three to one and when you consider that at the end of canada he was doing fastest laps for fun because he had nothing else to do at the top of the order ah, that's a fairly decent bet at three to one yeah, it, it is. And they call that the Grand Slam, but they spell it differently because Europe. And 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 he's had a couple of them. And, and this is where he is. He has achieved his goals uh, primarily in Formula One. So when he's on it, this is what he's looking to do, to separate himself even further from his immediate competition. Okay, so the last bet I want to cover is both cars to score points. Now, we talked about the Renault boys, Hulkenberg and Palmer. If you're going to bet on Palmer to score points at 6-1, to one, you may as well bet on both Renaults to score points at 8-1. to Because if Palmer's in the points, then barring mechanical failure, Hulkenberg will be ahead of him 
and in the points as well. Uh, a pretty good bet is both Red Bull drivers in the points as well at four to seven. Much, much safer. Matt, have you got anything else to add before we wish people a good Baku GP? Yeah, I would say if you're going to bet on both Renaults to finish, you should probably bet on less than 15 cars finishing because that's what it's going to take. Yeah, I haven't looked up that particular market, but if there is an amount of classified finishes, that might be well one to look at. So follow Matt at MattPT55. Follow me at Spanners Ready. This, of course, is on Twitter. We do a show at Missed Apex F1, and on the pin tweet, there are details of how to follow us there. So please, guys, enjoy the Baku Grand Prix. Enjoy Formula One. I recommend tuning into the BBC feed for the practices as well to get a taste of what is going on in the practice sessions. Uh, Jack Nichols and uh, I think John Watson do a great little roundup there, and they will definitely aid your knowledge of Formula One. Until next time, remember that wounds heal, chicks dig scars, and glory last forever. This is Sportsbook Review. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.